It's the morning show that no one knows that no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, hello. Welcome to uh, Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning at the Hollis House. Uh, Tuesday it is. You may notice what looks like loneliness on your screen. That is correct. You have reached the Hollis House when this woman, uh, Rachel Hollis, is not here. She is traveling today. We have a very, very exciting announcement happening uh, for the Hollis Company today and Rachel Hollis because of how exciting the announcement is, is actually traveling to the headquarters of the place where we have an announcement happening so that she can announce it with a whole bunch of hoopla. So uh, I'm excited about that. I am very, very excited about that. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you're just joining us, my name's Dave Hollis. Hello, I am uh, married to Rachel Hollis. Hello, uh, if you don't know who either of us are, Hello, what are you doing here? Welcome. Uh, we, uh, every morning around 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, uh, we'll get uh, on this old live stream and have a quick conversation to start our day off right. Uh, I was four minutes late today, I apologize, but we have four kids, which is, as you know, like a thousand kids, they have school, and so getting humans into uh, school and performing live streams is something that requires a little more focus than usual. Uh, when is the announcement gonna take place? The announcement is gonna take place, I think around 1 p.m. So if you tuned in to hear an announcement from me, well, you're just straight out of luck because I am sworn to secrecy until Rachel gets off of an airplane that she is currently sitting on that is heading east to uh, a big metropolitan area where announcements of good tidings take place. So uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, I just put up a post and I'm just gonna talk about it for a second because I'll tell you what, I am, uh, I'm feeling it this morning on the topic of criticism. Hello. Um, and the post that I put up was a quote from uh, Aristotle. Theoretically, it could also have been a quote from somebody else because quotes these days, how do you know who they're actually from? I'm not exactly sure. But the quote that I put up very simply stated, there is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. All right? So I, I put it up because we are, I am, I'm experiencing in real time Every single day, this business is unlike anything that I have ever worked on in my entire career. And I find myself having to push against this like instinct for not exposing myself, for not knowing how to do the things that we want to go and try and do, or keep us from maybe tipping into some spaces where we don't totally know how to do all the things that we want to do. And pushing past that instinct and pushing past that worry uh, has produced unbelievable, certainly results, but unbelievable growth for me personally. And part of why 
I know that I have to push past the worry of criticism and why I want to bring it up for you is because so much of my worry of criticism is wrapped in other people's opinions of the work that I'm trying to do or the work that we're trying to do or the work that Rachel's trying to do. And the reality is we're going to do our best every single day to try and bring great content into the world. You know the mission of this team of ours. Hopefully, if you don't, I'm going to say it. We are attempting to equip people with tools that can help them make lasting life change. And I think we're going to do pretty well most of the time. You know, like there is a chance that some of the stuff that we do isn't necessarily going to be received well. And the thing that I have been um, wrestling with, but really have become comfortable with, is this reality that making something that has this, love you, brother, have a good day. Jackson's going to school. He walks to a bus stop. I mean, hello. He's basically a grown up. Um, the, The idea that you would govern yourself, you keep yourself from fully tapping into the potential that you have inside of you or the passion that's in your heart or the thing that you feel like God, your creator, has put on you to bring into the world because it may not be received well by others is actually bananas. It is bananas. The the thing I put in my post today, and I think we've even said it on a live stream before, is this. You could make the greatest peach pie in the history of time. I love peach pie. I'm a peach pie kind of guy. I love peach pie. And you can make the one that wins every single peach pie award in the universe. It could be featured on the cover of Time Magazine, on the cover of every single newspaper. And yet, there will still be people who do not like peaches. So if you're a peach pie maker, and you have to weigh the worry of making everyone happy or choosing not to create for the worry that you may be criticized for having made something that someone wasn't interested in eating. Do you stop creating when you could still create the greatest peach pie in the history of the world? Some people just don't like peaches. I love peaches. You better make that pie. Come on. I mean, there are things that you will inevitably feel called on to create that people are not going to get. They're not going to like it. They're going to be critical of you having done it. And here's the thing. That thing that you made was not for them. It's just like, it's, (laughs) it's such a simple thing, but it's just not for them. And it doesn't mean that the thing you created is bad. It just means it wasn't for them. And when you can get your head around, oh, wait a second. I will never, ever be able to create something that is for everyone. It creates freedom that allows you to create things for the people who need the things. And then you, hopefully, because I pray for discretion in this, the ability to take the gift of criticism when it's delivered in a constructive way and the discernment to know when it's not constructive and completely ignore it. I don't think criticism is bad. I think there are kinds of criticism that are bad. 
if someone wants to be critical, but can deliver it to me in a way that allows me to grow, come at me, bro. I am interested in hearing how I could better deliver the tools, not even in, because I'm interested in maybe winning this person over into becoming a person who likes peach pies. But like, I am interested in growing and learning from criticism that can be delivered in a good way. But if you just want to be a jerk, if you just want to pick on to pick on or what most often happens, if you find yourself the recipient of criticism because it comes out of an insecure place from a person who hasn't necessarily become comfortable with who they are or how they use or don't use the gifts inside of them, that's when you have to just say other people's opinions are none of my business. You can go ahead and take that opinion and send it to www.idontcaremindyourownbusiness.com, right? Like, I, I, I want to hear the good, but I'm also going to just ignore the bad. The bottom, bottom line, and I'm going to stop this rant, is not everyone is going to want the thing that you're creating. And it doesn't make the thing that you're creating bad. It means the thing that you're creating wasn't for them. And that's okay. That is completely okay. I had to write again this morning because, you know, it's a weekday or any day because I'm getting up at 5 a.m. every stinking morning. Rachel Hollis had a uh, flight that required her to wake up at 4.30 a.m. because she is a cyborg. And so I got up with her. I started writing. And... Um, coming out of this last weekend, which was so great in so many ways, there's just like a kind of an exhaustion hangover that comes in being on stage for a couple of days that uh, I honestly, like my mental state in like sitting at a computer and typing into it and writing was, it was hard. It's hard. If you've ever tried to write, you know, when you get into a rhythm and you are rolling, then look out. Katie, bar the door, you can write and write and write. But when you lose a little bit of that momentum, or as is the case for us, we just did something that was emotionally really, really exhausting. Um, I'm sitting there and I was honestly like, oh, I'm going to write something and it will theoretically be a tool that, you know, some people are going to like. I'm writing about 20 lies that men believe. There are men that need to hear this message. I'm more encouraged about the need and the ability for men to hear the message coming out of a weekend where 200 dudes sat in an audience that they were maybe not all super excited about sitting in the audience uh, of. And uh, many, many of them walked away feeling great about having been pushed into uncomfortable places to grow. But I also had the voice that all of you also have in the back of your head, which was, what if nobody likes this? What if nobody wants to actually hear my version of Grow Wash Your Face? What if some blog wants to write a, a post about my, whatever it might be, my approach to, to gender roles or my approach to theology, my approach to anything? And I, then I had to like pause and hit reset on my mind and remind myself that I'm not making this for the people who are not interested in receiving it. I'm making this book, I'm creating this thing for the people who need it and who are in a place to receive it. And if there are people who inevitably when it comes out, whenever it comes out, that can't hear the message, if they wanna represent constructively how they think my message could have been received in a better way, 
I'm in to win all day, bring it. But if they want to be jerks, again, I'm going to pass on giving weight to their opinion because it doesn't matter as long as I know that I've done everything I can with the potential that God's given me to bring the message that I think needs to be out in the universe, out in the universe. So whatever your version is, whether it's a book about lies that men believe or if it's peach pie, make it. I mean, just make the dang pie. The quote, if you came in late, I'm going to say it again. There's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. I think it was Aristotle that said it. It may not have been Aristotle who said it. It doesn't matter who said it. It's just a good quote. And so for anyone who's reluctantly kind of trudging into but then pulls themselves away from doing whatever they've been called to do, push through it. Do it. You will not make everyone happy. Just live in that. Be cool with that. If you can become super comfortable and okay with that reality, life is going to be unbelievably better for you when you can free yourself from having to worry about any of that noise. All right. Rachel. Hello. Rachel Hollis. Not here. Still. uh, Also on an airplane. Still. Uh, We love this Rachel Hollis. She is announcing something very exciting today around 1 p.m. question mark I don't exactly know uh, but I think it's around 1 p.m. today it will be announced first on her uh, Instagram stories and on Facebook and then will be followed up by the company that she is flying to so that they can make a big old deal about it because it is awesome it is awesome Um, But she also has a new uh, podcast that is up today for Rise, and it is all about last 90 days. So if you are not familiar, we are merely six human days away from kicking off the last 90 days. Last 90 days is our attempt to finish the year as strongly as we would usually hope to start the year. And we're going to focus on five things. We call it the five to thrive. You got to drink half your body weight in ounces of water every single day. You got to wake up an hour earlier and do something for yourself that helps you become a better version of yourself. We have to move our body for about 30 minutes. Do more if you'd like every single day. You got to give up one category of food that you know you should not be eating. And we're going to focus on gratitude every single day. Gratitude exercise at the beginning or end of the day, where if you are looking throughout your day for the 10 things that you are grateful for, it will fundamentally change the way that you focus on positive, grateful things. You can't be grateful and fill in the blank with any negative Uh, emotion that you can come up with. Uh, So the more that you are leaning into and resting in gratitude, the more you're going to have a great, great self. So there is, like I said, on the Rise podcast today, a full episode explaining all of how we're hoping to bring uh, last 90 days into the universe in a way that hopefully is a tool for you. Hello. Um, Also, if you didn't see yesterday, Ray Ray Hollis, Rachel, Still not here. Still on an airplane. She is Rachel Hollis. I love her to death, but she is not here. If you just joined, look at this. Still not here. 
She was on. Oh, yeah. If you want to go to www.thechicsite.com forward slash 90 days. Um, Rachel Hollis, still, still not here, was yesterday on Lewis House podcast. And it's fire. It's just straight fire. I tell you, um, Lewis uh, has become a friend and we are a fan of all of the work that he's done for a a ton of time on um, School of Greatness. But she was on the School of Greatness podcast yesterday. And if you do not follow Lewis, one, you should because he's putting good stuff into the world as well. But two, uh, take a listen to the podcast. It's It's a little more than an hour conversation um, I mean, I love that they go to places. She just straight throws me under buses on this podcast, and it was beautiful. I love it. You know what? I love it. One of the things that I got to say, uh, it's, it's a serious point. I was kind of making a joke, but it is a serious point. When I stopped worrying about the optics of my imperfect life and started fully embracing the reality of the good seasons that we've had, but also the bad seasons that we've had, my life just got way better. And in this podcast, she spends some time talking about the times that I was not a good human being inside of our relationship. Like I was, you know, okay, but I wasn't good. I was okay, but I wasn't great. I wasn't exceptional. And in talking about it, I think what it does is gives permission for all of us to appreciate that there are seasons when, guess what? We're not going to show up exactly how we'd like to, but that there is, if you're in good partnership community and can become comfortable with someone coming into that conversation space with you and challenging you to be a better version of yourself, um, that you can find yourself on the other side of a time that you're not necessarily proud of. There was a time in my life where I would have listened to yesterday's podcast and freaked out. And instead, I listened to it and I was like, oh, I'm so proud of having evolved, having moved away from a place where I worried about whether or not people thought my life was perfect and instead can talk about having gone through a crappy year of of life. Like, I'm 43. I think I've had 40 good years. Right. So that means there's three years in my life intermittently where I was not great. Like statistically speaking, that's pretty dope. I'm pretty happy about the like batting average of having 40 out of 43 years be great. But if I'm not going to talk about the three years over my lifetime that weren't great. Right. Like probably the first couple years of being a grown up adult where you're making choices. You're like, what? Wait, what? Uh, the year that we went through in 2016, what, what? And then like 12 months that I'll just take a month at a time and spread across my lifetime. Three years out of 43, still pretty good batting average. The bottom line is, if you want to hear Rachel do some great storytelling about her journey, about our journey, about what she believes to be the most important things uh, in a pursuit of uh, greatness, Go listen to Lewis Howes uh, and have uh, a good hour-long conversation with your gal, Rach, uh, because she is awesome in it, and he does a great job with the interview. All right, we made it to 825. Rachel's, look at this, still not here. Hello. Has anyone seen Rachel? Where is she? She is on an airplane. She's flying east. We got an announcement. At what time? I think it's at 1 o'clock. 
In what time zone? I think Eastern time zone. But I'm not also positive about that because there's a pretty good chance that it's going to happen when it happens because they are waiting for Rachel to be there. I'm hoping that there's like a huge ribbon with a huge thing of scissors that she gets to cut uh, because that would make uh, it seem very, very dramatic. Also, it would make no sense because we're not actually breaking ground in a building. But regardless, I hope they have that. Uh, are there any questions for any of you? Where can I find the last 90 day challenge? The last 90 day challenge is at thecheapsite.com forward slash 90 days. Also, um, you can sign up for Rachel's email in uh, on the on the chic site. There is an opportunity to shop, to sign up for email. When you sign up for email, uh, you will receive one on Sundays. No one did not come out this last Sunday. Our, our head of email, Rachel Hollis, was recovering from having been on stage for a couple of days. But uh, she uh, will be having an email come out this Sunday. And uh, this Sunday, there's going to be uh, detail about last 90 days, but also detail about, I think, some journals as well. Uh, where did I find my faith? Uh, I was raised inside of a Christian household from the day that I was born. Uh, my parents, my mom was raised Catholic. My dad was raised Protestant. So they found a way to uh, take us into a non-denominational Christian church environment from the minute I was born. And uh, we've been in church like kind of ever since. Uh, I went to a Presbyterian church for a while. I went to a non-denominational church for a little while. We go to a, a church here in Austin now and there you go. Uh, what were the five things for the last five, uh, last 90 days? Drink your water, move your body, get up early, focus on gratitude, and give up one category of food. Food. Uh, how long has Rachel been blogging and evolving your business? Well, I'll tell you what. She gets into it on the Lewis House podcast. You can listen there. Or I can tell you very quickly that about... 10, 11 years ago, she started this blog that was really like a cooking blog. She was a food blogger talking about pot roast and how to keep your kids fed with stuff that didn't necessarily kill them uh, because they weren't made from good ingredients. And over time, as she grew as a woman, so too grew the things that she would talk about. She, um, she posted something on a vacation of ours one time, three and a half, four years ago, where she was in a bathing suit. I know this is a weird way to start a conversation if you don't know this. And instead of cropping it so that her stretch marks uh, were not available to the audience to see, she decided to write a post about how grateful she was for the ability to have a baby that um, they were a sign of having carried these three kids. And um, the response to that picture was the beginning of a transition away from writing about pot roast and more like talking honestly about the things that women, for the most part, um, struggle with by talking first, going first about the things that she struggled with. And it's, and it's been working out great. What food category am I giving up? I've said bread, um, but I'm, I'm thinking about even going a step further. I just don't want to say it out loud because then you'll actually hold me to it. Uh, I, I would love more parenting tips from you too. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Um, the one thing I would say parenting-wise that has been um, a part of a season that we just have kind of come through, we talked about a little bit when we were in summertime, is 
We've really had an appreciation of the importance of pushing our children into environments that allow them to figure things out for themselves, that don't require us necessarily to handhold them or make them happy or um, entertain them. Yes, there's, of course, quality time when we do those things, but um, we sent them to camp this summer for a handful of weeks and putting them in positions to take responsible risks and allowing them to see that they can, you know, on their own, make some decisions um, has been an awesome gift in that, that we were really reluctant to send them to camp and then having them come back and have grown and shown us that, oh, wow, you can actually do, you can do some things on your own um, has been great. So uh, is, is my kid in Peter Pan? You're darn right he is. Jackson Hollis got the part. I ran, I ran uh, lines with him last night. And uh, I've never uh, really been in uh, musical theater myself. So running lines for me was kind of hilarious because I didn't know if it was uh, like, do I, uh, you know, actually speak in Wendy's voice when it's my turn to do Wendy before your next line or not. But um, anyway, how do you handle large number of changes when you start to feel overwhelmed? The biggest thing I can recommend is be crazy about two things your health, and your planning of your life. Um, if I have not worked out regularly or not eaten well regularly, I start to feel like life is getting away from me because my physical health and my mental health are unbelievably connected. Um, the uh, idea of planning your life, though, is as critically important as anything else. On Sunday nights, we sit down, we use gets, you know, gets that up in the calendar so that I know, oh, wait, I've got to take the kids to school and handle this live stream. Fantastic. Just knowing how things are going to happen is um, is important. Uh, question, how did I feel about Rachel sharing the story about the conversation of me being CEO of the company? I felt completely fine with it. Um, if you didn't know, Rachel uh, founded this company was the CEO of this company. As I transitioned away from the, the 17 years I spent at Disney, I came on to this job as the CEO, and it was um, challenging for her from an ego perspective, but um, important for us in how we were gonna try and chase all of the opportunity. Um, the, the reality is, and she says this on the podcast, if you, you choose to listen to it, was she talked a little bit about you know, pride and ego and the reality of all of the work that she did to get from where she started as a food blogger to this place now where things are really clicking and working. And that the, you know, the reality of me coming in at a time when we were just about to tip a whole bunch of different parts of the company into places that were going to be working well, um, that there was this fear that somehow it would be um, that that work would be assigned to or that success would be assigned to me and not to her. So um, it's the reality of any couple, I think, that has um, made decisions to work together. And the reality is, I can say this now, when I was leaving Disney, it was really important to me to have that title because I was still really interested in and worried about how people were going to think about this decision I was making. To be honest, I, I, care, I don't care as much outside of the fact now that 
we've really defined Rachel as the creative engine. I am the business engine and we have lanes that we kind of live inside of. Um, so anyway, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, when I was at Disney, what was my job at Disney? I was the uh, president of theatrical distribution. I was the head of distribution. I put movies into movie theaters. A good job to have when you were selling Star Wars and Avengers to uh, cinemas that need them very, very well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end where we started this thing because, darn it, you need the reminder. There's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Push against the worry of what other people think. Push against the worry of being criticized. If someone doesn't want the thing that you have made, it means it wasn't for them. It doesn't mean you've made a bad thing. Go take the potential that's inside of you and bring it out to the world. Your potential, as Rachel would say, is the gift that has been given to you by God, a creator, and how you use it is your gift back to him. Have a great Tuesday. Look for the announcement at some random time during the day today. And uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. Ray Ray Hollis back in the house tomorrow morning. So uh, it's just a single day of Dave alone. Have a great day. Oh, whoa. I mean, Instagram just fell over on its head. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at the Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>